Hello and welcome to Cashflow Candy, episode number 18 with Louise Laffey. Louise is the creator and CEO of a global phenomenon, The Wish Game, a spiritual leader, a consultant, speaker and author. Now, this Wish Game has just been explosive from the day that she launched it. Um, Louise is a metaphysical mentor and has been one for over 20 years and she continually travels the world teaching individuals and corporations the power of wishful thinking. And I know that you're going to love this interview. It is about continually getting yourself centered, listening to your intuition, wanting to play big and just knowing the best steps to move forward. Her work has been seen everywhere, USA, UK, Australia, it's worldwide. Um, She's been invited to continually speak at the Chopra Center, worked personally one-on-one with Deepak Chopra, shared the stages with world leaders, innovative thinkers for metaphysics such as Martha Becker, Jean Houston and Michael Dooley. Louise and I go way back quite a few years ago now we actually shared the same coach and um, you know when you meet someone and you just click and her intellect and just her true inner beauty and and peace and giving that she gives in friendship it was someone that I truly connected with and we've stayed in contact on and off over the last couple of years but it's been so great to be able to get on this call together um, because it was me catching up with her as well and she just gives some great information. I took so many notes myself in this. If you're really into finding your own spirituality and finding your own guides and really being on purpose, then please allow me to introduce you to Louise Laffey. This is Annette Lackovich and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. Join me while I interview successful entrepreneurs, business specialists and share the ultimate information helping you increase your sales doing what you love. So let's start making some candy for your business. Hello and welcome to Cashflow Candy. This is Annette Lakovich and today I am sharing with you somebody that I met a few years ago and she really um, moved me in a way that I probably haven't been moved um, live before. I've had lots of spiritual teachers all through audio and um, learning through books. But this lovely lady graced my presence and we had the same coach. Um, So today I'd like to introduce you to Louise Laffey. How are you, Louise? Hi, Ned. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. It was just so good to actually um, see you face-to-face, guys. Before we had this conversation, uh, Louise flicked her video on so we could see each other face-to-face because it's been about three years. (laughs) Wow, is that long? It's been, yeah. Yeah, 2012, um, I worked out, was when I saw you last. Um, So, Louise... I I don't know how many people know you from my little tribe, so I would love it if you could go back to the awakening, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah? I don't know how many of you guys get woken up in the middle of the night with a great idea and you get your notebook out and you start writing stuff down. I want you to hear what happened to Louise and why we're actually here today and to hear what she's created. So, Louise, I'm going to hand it over to you. Thanks, Annette. Yeah, it's a funny story because I was – Living already a pretty spiritual life, I suppose, in the sense that I was studying and I, I was really interested in energy. And I'd just come back from a trip to India for about a month and I'd gone away trying to find myself. You know, one of those spiritual trips you think you're going to go somewhere <laughs> else and, and that old tag of wherever you go, you go with it. Well, what happened was um, at the time I was working as a corporate lawyer. Um, I had a pretty good job. 
um, you know, had had chosen the career that I thought was what I wanted to do. And at the same time, I'd been always studying spirituality and was very interested in energy. But I'd gotten to a stage just before one of my birthdays and, you know, I had a few little things happening in my life, like, you know, my relationship wasn't working so well and mm-hmm. I was really starting to challenge myself about my career and whether or not it was really what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I made a wish to the universe and I said, I just wish I could live my happiest life. And at that stage, I knew that involved a lot of travel, doing a lot more spiritual work, you know, just really having right. that real quality of juices of life flowing for you in a way that you feel really fulfilled. And I just wasn't getting that in my everyday life. And when you made that wish, was that like just you you, you meant it, but you just couldn't imagine what it would be like? Like you're just thinking like, all I just want to do is just travel the world and be spiritual. Like was that pretty much? Yeah, and I, exactly. And it was like, you know what, I want to live a happier life, a life that's more fulfilling because I'd gotten to a stage in my career where I ticked all the boxes and, and when you looked around me, I suppose most people would look in and go, wow, she's pretty successful and she's got this great career and a great lifestyle. But the truth was my heart wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, when we are entrepreneurs, that's what happens before we go, you know what, what is it I really want to do? And and I want to live a really ambitiously happy life. That's That was my biggest wish really about doing what I really wanted to do. So I just, I really just put it out there to the universe Fast forward three months, I get woken up at four o'clock in the morning and I suddenly hear, this is a really, really big idea. And I sat up in bed and I thought, wow, I can feel that. And then suddenly I can hear these voices in my head and, you know, no jokes about voices in your head, but at the time, <laughs> that was, um, it really was, it was a guy sort of saying to me, you know, get a pen and paper, get lots of paper, we've got a really big idea. And then... Oh, I've just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard the story for so long, I've just still got goosebumps from it. <laughs> yeah. And then for the next almost 24 hours, I literally just wrote and wrote and wrote. And so what happened was it was just a conscious stream of thought where you get a big idea and you just have to write it all out. Mm. And so for me, it came to me like pieces of a puzzle. So I got um, information about lines and lines about the wish game. I got um, symbols. I got numbers. Anyway, the whole process was about 24 hours. And at the end of it, I sat there in my lounge room and looked around. I had all these piles of paper with all these notes just <laughs> right around me. And I was like, what on earth is this? What, what has just happened? <laughs> what has just happened? And, and the truth was I didn't fully know. Mm. Um, so at that stage, all I get, kept being told was the wish, the wish, the wish. So I kept hearing the wish is the name. Mm. And then over the next three months, I got to put the pieces of that puzzle together. And that was part of how they gave me the game. And when I say they, for me, it's about, you know, what I call my spiritual guides and, and mm-hmm. listening to what I tap into as an infinite field, all that yeah. wisdom that's out there that we just have to pull out of the ether and into our everyday reality mm-hmm. and so what happened over the next three months is I, I learned how those pieces all fitted together and one by one as they fitted together I got to the end to then suddenly realizing that they'd given me a game and you know incredible um, because it was it was sort of a little bit of a universal joke really because it was a way for them to say you know you need to lighten up you need to have a lot more fun um, and so what then happened is I really had a leap of faith. I just knew it was just every day I just got woken up with this drive to just do this work about this wish game. And and so I just woke up every day so motivated, like, you know, wow. everyone just got a new business idea and that's what I did. Um, I'd never done anything like that before. 
Uh, like I said, my background, I was in construction and mining law and, 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 and business and that's what I'd done and mm-hmm. so suddenly I'm, I'm creating a board game and I'm working with designers and people in India. And, and what stage just, did you go, all right, this is the business or this is a product I've got to get out there? Like was that like as soon as you sort of came out of your moment of 24 hours of just writing or – was it when you started to put the pieces together? Like when did it, did it click to say, this is it? As soon as I got woken up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I just uh, had this absolute rush of this is a really big idea. And when something like that hits you, you and I think a lot of your, your listeners will know that feeling, you get a big idea and it suddenly becomes so passionate and mm-hmm. you go, this is it, mm-hmm. and you're just in. From that minute, you're in and you're hooked and you just know this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is where my focus and energy needs to go. And and that was it. It was like every day I was just driven by it. And it's been that. And it's been eight years. And every day I get up and that's what drives me every day. It's Fantastic. incredible passion. Yeah. Now, um, how did you end up getting to work with Deepak? Tell us the story about that because you've got some amazing connections. Um, and would you say that that was one of your biggest pivotal points was – having that alliance with him and being able to help him and his tribe and would you say that's where it really started just to just explode yeah absolutely that's probably been one of my big highs in my wish career in the sense that um again for those who who maybe don't know a little bit about the wish but the idea of the wish game is that you actually make a wish and the game walks you through what's stepping stopping you or you know in the way of you making that wish come true. So the game talks to you and it works you through and it changes your energy. And <laughs> Thank so, you so much for actually clarifying what you've built. Because <laughs> I've forgotten to say that. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I love it. So, um, so the whole point about the game was I got given a tool that I got to use in business all the time, right? So the biggest thing that I did is I wished to be able to um, meet all the major spiritual teachers around the planet and that I wanted them to um, experience the wish game. So... Again, a little probably naive without even knowing it, um, very early in my business, you know, it was only like a year and a bit in that I decided I'd take myself off to um, California and, and did it and I can do it conference and um, and was the only international person there presenting um, sort of for the, for the Wish product and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that wasn't appropriate, which I think is fantastic when you're an entrepreneur, you do so many things that you look back and suddenly realize, well, actually that wasn't the real world, but you did anyway. Um, so <laughs> I love that. And so we turned up and and one of the guys that came and, and met me there had turned out to be a teacher at um, the show presenter and he just went back and, and basically told the show presenter that this was this game was around and that you guys have to get a hold of it. So next thing I get a phone call from the show presenter, they flew me out to Sedona, Arizona, and that was my first gig where I did a presentation of the wish um, to a couple hundred people for the show presenter. <laughs> Talk um, about fast tracking you. Yeah, it was. They just like <laughs> straight away, and um, yeah, and I, I, I love the, the synchronicities of how things like that work. And yeah. Deepak and I are born on the same day, so I, I quite like that little city. <gasps> that's my, oh, that's my extra special one when he told me that. So that was quite nice. But yeah, that was an incredible high because obviously, 
um, you know, being able to work with someone like Deepak, you know, he's the number one recognized spiritual teacher of the modern time for us. Mm. Um, but he's just in such an incredible presence and he's such a generous person. And, you know, he was really amazing with me. And so I, I've been working with them since 2010. Um, and the absolute highlight for that was, you know, one, one of my biggest events with them. We had 500 people in a grand ballroom and we had 500 people simultaneously playing the wish game. And it was just you know, out of this world. It was fantastic. You know, that sort of experience is just amazing. Oh, so great to hear. So let's dive deep then into your expertise and how the Wish board game actually helps people. So um, so you, you said that it's about you have a wish and then yeah. the game that you play, so you play it by yourself. Is that correct? No, so so basically, the wish is a game that you can play either by yourself or with other people. Mm-hmm. So so when you're playing the game, the idea is that um, you make a wish that is what I call your deepest wish in this moment. And remember, you can wish as many times as you like. There's no limits on it. But what I encourage people to do is you make a wish about what is the one thing that you would wish for more than anything in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny thing sometimes if people are in business and they're saying, well, maybe I should make it about a business wish. But what I say to people is in your present life, what is the deepest thing that you want? And if you if you yeah. really get to the heart of that, it will flow up to everything else that's going to happen in your business because what happens is the more authentic we are and the more open and, and real and true we are about who we are and what we want to be, then that ripples out into everything we're doing. Yeah. So so we make a wish about what you want to be doing. You write it down, you choose a wish crystal that's going to be your little playing companion as you mm-hmm. go around the board, and we're playing on a symbol of infinity. And, and people can go and have a look at, at aspects of the game on the website later if they'd like to, but you're playing on infinity. And the idea of that is that when you bring your wish to infinity, there's an infinite number of ways that that wish can be presented back to you. So we always think that there's one way that something has to happen or a limited number of ways. But the great thing about the game, what it does, is it really opens you up to so many ways, so many possibilities. And that's what I call really giving yourself permission to wish, to to really get outside the box and, and allow the feedback to come to you in a way that really breaks down your limited thinking, that really makes you innovative in the way that you're going to tackle problems or look at look at creating new ideas in your business and new products. Yeah. So it's and it's a really structured game. So it just talks to you, roll a dice, you move you move around the board, you pick up the corresponding card, that card will give you a message mm-hmm. and that message you relate back to your wish. And mm. and just through that constant play and what happens is you will start to very quickly see the things that are blocking you in your life. And when we can clear those blocks out of the way, bang, you're in fast track to the wish coming true. And can I just say, I don't know if anyone's um, following Louise. She has 23,000 people (laughs) following her um, on Facebook. But um, I'm one of your followers and it's the messages that you need to hear, right? So one of the cards came up and you actually wrote a post with it and it was talking about, you said, how often do you think a day, in a day, that you're present and in the moment with stillness? Or something along those lines. Yeah. And I I know being present, I know stillness, but I wasn't applying it. And I sat there and I saw it. And I, 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 I sat there for a second and I thought, I honestly don't 
think I could say I have any stillness at all at this present time. And I wrote on your post, mm. I think I wrote, yeah, I think five seconds, like when I wake up in the morning <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I have stopped doing. Um, since I've been a mother, I have let all the things go that I used to do, which was do 20 minutes of gratitude, like stillness exercises, gratitude, breathing, um, visualization and incantations. And that was just my mantra that I did every morning. And when, when I saw that, I thought, gosh, that is so powerful. So can you, can we dive deeper now into, um, more of your spiritual consulting and your leadership? Um, what's important about stillness? Well, one of the most important things about stillness is that you're coming back to the heart. So when you when you look at what the heart is, the heart is your universal compass. And mm. by that I mean it will always point you north in the direction of your happiest outcome. Mm-hmm. But if we're noisy all the time and we're not listening to that direction and we keep drowning it out, then what happens is we can't work out the direction. And so we keep wasting our energy and and sort of chasing down rabbit holes instead of coming back and getting really still and getting solid and listening to ourselves at a really deep level and saying, okay, in this moment, what's the right feeling for me? What feels right for me? And that's the way to go when I say to people to listen to your heart. It's it's really getting into that deeper, um, you know, knowing. What most people would say is intuition, but what I actually say is, a combination of intuition and heart direction mm-hmm. and what that is it's about saying well what what feels like the right decision for me if I really listen to my heart what what would make me the happiest in this moment what would make me feel the best mm-hmm. and when we don't have those moments of stillness and I'm, honestly it's it's only a matter of practicing it if you just stop dead in the middle of your work day and just stop for two or three seconds just stop take three breaths and then keep going. If you start getting into those habits and you do that regularly, what you'll find is your default pattern is you keep coming back to center. Mm. You keep coming back to present. You keep coming back to where you are right now. And the beautiful part about when you're present is that you can press refresh. And when you press refresh, anything that happens next is brand new. Yeah. You're not bringing the past with you. You're pressing refresh and going, okay, in this next moment, I'm going to create something new. Mm. There's a, a grounding exercise um, that I do that I learned through the NLP teaching. Um, and it's just, you know, just taking your shoes off and just connecting with the earth. Or if you're at your desk, just take that moment and just. Um, you know, put, grab grab your wrist, one hand grab your wrist just for a moment and just feel that and just get in touch back with your body because we're so in our heads. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, like you're bringing back all these things that I used to do and it's just so great to have this. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting lighter as I talk to you. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. I think one of the things I do is um, just put your hand on your heart. Like, oh, yeah. Simple as that. Just feel your heartbeat. Yeah, and I'm doing that now. <laughs> just take a moment and and I always say to my students, just count eight heartbeats. And when you do eight, you're in flow. Eight's always a flow number. Mm. And the interesting thing about that is the more present you are, the more flow there is. Mm, I love it. That just centers you totally, doesn't it? I'm just Absolutely. doing that now. Everyone listening, just wherever you are, do that. <laughs> 
So let's talk about your intuition. So how can we tell the difference between what's really our intuition or it's just our ego talking to us? Well, one of the things that I, I say to people about intuition is it's a really deep knowing. It's it's something that just keeps nagging at you going, oh, you know, something's not right here. You know, I need to look at this a little bit more. You'll hear that sort of commentary, that internal dialogue, and you'll you'll be able to, again, listen to it more if you just like you do, like you said, take your shoes off and, and put your feet on the ground or, mm-hmm. or just stop and feel your heart and just mm-hmm. get present and feel it. But what you'll notice is there's two voices. There's yeah. I should be doing something, which is what I call external voices, mm-hmm. and that's the mind. So it's always something coming from the outside inward. So it's mm-hmm. the pressure of, oh, God, my, what will my family think? What will my boss think? What will my, my friends think? Or I should do that or everyone else is doing it and everyone's doing this on Facebook or whatever. All those social pressures, they come from the outside. And that just feels like when you're saying that, that's a, the driver would be more of a fear, a state of fear. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. it's Well, when, when anything comes from the outside and you're looking from the outside to give you the answer, it's what I call self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt, fear. Yeah. And if you really boil it down, it's what I call self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's a little less self-conscious. So you've got doubt, you've got fear, you've got worry, you've got guilt, you've got pressure. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's all coming from the outside in on you. Okay, yeah. and you'll feel it as more a pressure pushing in on you. When you're listening to intuition, you'll notice it if you really, really listen carefully and you feel it. Is it comes from the inside out, mm-hmm. and so it's like I said, it's a deeper sense of knowing, and it'll just pop up and you'll feel it and it'll be there, and and it's really about starting to not ignore that because often it's the first reaction that you have. You know, when you say, "What was your first instinct?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same sort of feeling. Yeah. What we try to do is we try to dumb that down by thinking our way out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth is what I teach people in business is about how to decide things from the heart, not from the head. And that's a funny journey because for most of us, getting from our head to our heart, you know, the old saying, and it's only usually about 10 or 11 inches, but it can take a lifetime, right? <laughs> but the, the truth is that's the difference of what I call spiritual entrepreneurs. We yes. make decisions from the heart, mm-hmm. you know, and that you and I have spent many a, a day hanging out talking about that when we've been doing our work together, right, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and looking at what's passionate and what makes you happy. You know what makes you happy. Yeah. That's about listening, listening from the body, not from the mind, from the body. The body is the best barometer of your intuition as well. The mm. body will tell you, does this feel right? Oh, you know. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting because when I'm um, coaching people, I sit with them and they want some help with their business or they're in startup mode or they've been trying yeah. to grow it. And I there's something that I tend to do, I'd probably say a majority of the time when the person's business is not thriving um, or I feel like they're just not playing big enough. And I'll just say, what was the original idea or thought that came to you the one that scared you um but it was the one that was just like the big aha um and whatever they tell me still to this day louise it's the idea that they tell me that they had 
seems so grand for them, so big for them mm. that they've shied away from it and they've created something that's smaller that they think is more doable. But for me, it's easier for me to help them play big and build something bigger. Yes. It's, or it's just as easy or just as hard, however you want to look at it, to actually just try and play small. <laughs> and playing small, I find, um, just bruises their self-esteem more because this is what I say to them is that idea, I believe it's their brilliance or their gift or their greatness that they're meant to go out and do. And they've been given that idea. However, what they're doing is they're putting the roadblocks in the way and trying to create something that they think is safe. Um, and that just, yeah, that just sounds similar to what you're saying. Um, yeah, about that compass and that intuition that's talking to you. And sometimes we just sort of suffocate it. That's right. And it's like if you, if you think about our full potential is full flow. So when we are in full flow, that's our full potential. And we can feel that calling us. It it pulls us forward. You know, the Buddhists have a beautiful saying. They talk about the seed and the acorn and they say the moment the acorn is, is created, it already knows that it's the oak tree. So it's a continuum. It's that figure eight. It's that whole mm. flow. It's not it's not going to be something else. It already knows what it's going to be doing in its life. It's going to be calling itself forward. And that's what your potential does. It calls you forward to be the best that you can be, to to have the best experience while you're here on earth and, mm. and to really taste all those things. And, and that's why so many entrepreneurs wake up to that. That That's what wakes them up to that whole, you know, I want to get out. I want to do something that I love. I want to have meaning and purpose in my life. And that's what it is. It's cracking that little seed open and, and bursting out to the next stage and, and, I say this to everyone that I meet about this. You can't miss it. It's just part of our life process. You you crack open and you wake up and if and if you put a hurdle up, the universe is going to give you a bigger one and a bigger one until you break and you go, Okay, I'm gonna get over it and I'll go to the next stage. That's just part of part of the process. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about um the, the compass and I know that you were in the audience when I was pulled off my compass <laughs> not that I realized what happened but um, I had a coach that um, was getting me to do something that really I felt like it wasn't me it wasn't the way that I sort of was at and it really shook up my my day and I didn't want to walk back in the room and you saw me in that cafe do you remember the conversation I'm talking about now yes and, I and you said to me I said I can't go back in there I've never felt humiliation ever in my life and I feel humiliated and you just said these words and it just it just brought my strength back because I was like okay and you said you've allowed someone to pull you off your compass and you've started to believe or be take on their beliefs but that's not how you are and that's what's happened so what I would love to go into is how can people continue to be themselves? And we have um, entrepreneurs that they're striving for their goal, but then they might go home and their wife or their husband's not supportive or they have their family that are, are fearful of them taking this leap. How, how can we actually help um, you know, hone that beast <laughs> and help them truly stay connected and be themselves? Well, look, there's a couple of things that I'd always recommend. And the first one is just to remember there's absolutely no competition for your life purpose, absolutely none. You're the only person that can be you and you can do the best job and we've always heard that sort of saying. But the truth is in business, it doesn't matter how many other people are out there doing what you're doing, there's only your version of doing what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if you really believe that the universe is a very abundant space, which again is what the universe is showing us in everything, and look, you only have to go out into nature and realize it's abundant. There's enough for everybody. <laughs> that you have to also have that really deep trust at knowing in your business. You've got this idea for a reason. You've been given it for a reason. You have to just keep on course. doesn't matter if anyone else doesn't believe you. You know in your heart of hearts it's mm. right for you and it's your life and it's your mission to live your life full purpose, mm. full purpose. And, and also I'm thinking then that stillness then would help you stay in touch with that, hey? Yeah, it does. And, and the other thing I'd say to you too is that when you're going to break out of a mold that other people are around you, that might be fearful or trying to stop you. I want to remind you that that's their issue, not yours. Mm. What's happening is people are fearful of change, but you're not. You're an entrepreneur. You're wanting to jump out and do something completely opposite. You want to drive change. You you know, the old Gandhi saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's what you want to be. But leadership requires us to say, you know what, I'm going to follow my heart and I'm not going to do what's right and I'm going to trust it's going to work out for everybody. Mm. And when you do that, you need to surround yourself with people that will back you, who are not going to knock you. It's you no, know, it's it's why it's so important to be listening to people like Annette and to and to be listening to other, you know, entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs who really get what you're doing, who've been there. And just jump on Facebook, join those sorts of groups, be with positive people, and you've just got to make sure you immerse yourself in that positive, supportive energy where people want you to be successful because they can empower others. Yeah. See, it's it's if I do well, you do well. Mm. So interesting when you're saying about um, there's no competition for you being you. Um, and there's things that I do in my presentations and I know that I got you to um, speak at my event in Sydney Um it was back in 2012. I don't know if you actually saw me do a rap, but now the, the whole thing is that I'll always add a rap in, right? And the rap is to do with entrepreneurs and their growth. Um, and, you know, the, the new one that I'm doing at the moment is called The Unspoken Me. It just talks about all the fears um, that I had when I started out in 2009 about how I wanted to give up, but I had this thing inside that just said, you know, you're born to do this. This is your, this is your um, blessing. And, um, Absolutely. And I have so many people come up to me at the events and they say, oh, my gosh, I wanna, I'm want i a musician. I want to start adding music. For me, I actually don't yep. feel any competition. I'm actually like, yeah, do it. Like, let's share the love. Like, share what you're brilliant with and let's really see if we can liven up education. Um, and I remember hearing Red Balloon Days and um, Boost Juice. So Naomi and um, Janine have both said in interviews on Cashflow Candy, um, they said, people can try to copy what you do. So if you are in a market where maybe you are a leader or maybe you're, you're trying to copy somebody else, mm. they both said that no one will ever be able to copy your business purely because it's the the underlying values so red balloon days was the first one that actually said it to me she said they can try and do the gifts online they can do this they can do that she says but no one will ever know how we truly work internally with our business um and that's what we believe what makes us you know separates us from our competitors um yeah it was just quite interesting with you saying that because i think so many people might go oh my gosh there's so many web developers out there and now I want to be a web developer or 
<laughs> yeah, and look, again, it's a spiritual answer, but the truth is we vibrate at certain levels, right? So yeah. what happens is your heart has made the decision, so it's your heart energy that's going out, right? So no one can be in your heart except you. No one can replicate that except you, mm-hmm. and the right people get attracted to you. Exactly. There's no mistake about that. So yeah. I don't ever have any fear about having clients because I just know I will be sent the right people. I just mm. have that absolutely just so solid a belief that yeah. every single thing that happens to me in my life is an opportunity for me to live and learn a little bit more about what I'm doing and I just know the right people are always going to come to me. The right customers will come to me and and the right customers will go to you and mm-hmm. and that's just how it works. Yeah. So the idea if we get away from this lack mentality that there's a yes. limit high. Mm-hmm. See, the whole point is if you look at the flower of life, when two people come together and you overlap into what's called vesica Pisces, and that's the idea that you overlap by a third. Oh. And you can look this up later if you want to find can out Can you say that it. again? What's it called? Vesica Pisces. Vesica Pisces. I'm just writing this down. <laughs> I know I can easily replay it, but hey. <laughs> that's right. So it's the idea of the flower of life. If you look at the pattern in the flower of life, when two circles come together and they overlap by a third, that's the basis of expansion. So what I teach people in business about that is you need to bring your A game to every person that you meet, every customer you have, every vendor that you have, every relationship that you have. And if you do that, if I bring the best every single time I turn up, then what gets brought to me is the best for me. Mm -hmm. And when I have that and we both bring the best, what happens is you actually expand and you flow. Again, it it expands what's happening. It expands the good answers. So when when you take that approach that there's just constant expansion even the scientists have agreed the universe is constantly expanding right it's not Mm -hmm. it's not contracting so if we just think there's more and more and more and more and more then all you're going to be moving into is a bigger pie and a bigger pie and a bigger pie and a bigger pie so are you better off having 100% of a small pie that you're not sharing or are you better off to have 10% of a very big pie Mm. and I will always take 10% of a very big pie Mm. every time yeah Let's, let's talk about manifestation. I um, had a very interesting thing that happened to me. I was, um, I don't know how many dream boards <laughs> I have, um, but I then got into... Dream boards are great. I love dream boards. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've seen the one where you can do it on um, like a PowerPoint slide so you can add the music so it even intensifies more with that uh-huh. energy. So you use I a song that. that really picks you up. Yeah. Um, so I have always um looked up to one of the um, motivational speakers out there anthony robbins and um i thought i just want to be able to share the stage with him one day like just really like that would just be the best to be great enough to stand on the stage and (laughs) anyway so i thought i'm gonna put that on my dream board right so i get this photo of anthony robbins standing on a stage and I had this photo of myself where I looked shocked and for some reason I chose this photo and Louise, the photo, I'm actually saturated, (laughs) okay? I'm in a beautiful dress, I'm at a wedding, but there was just this downpour and we ran straight into the reception area 
And I'm just sitting there and the fo- they take a photo. I'm looking at the camera with my hands out, sopping wet, just with the open mouth, like this shocked face. So I just thought, oh, that would be a really cool photo to put on the stage. I don't know why, because instead I should be in control and feel like, hey, this is just a great moment. I deserve to be here instead of shocked. But <laughs> that was years ago when I did this photo. So I used this photo, put it on the board. And I kid you not, years later, maybe... Um, that would have been maybe 2010. So a few years later, I have a photo of me with Anthony Robbins on the yeah. stage at his um, in his Fiji Island, and I'm about to be told we're jumping off a bridge in the pl- pitch black dark into the water with nothing. <laughs> be Same careful <laughs> what you wish for, right? Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so let's talk about manifestation. So manifestation for a lot of people feels like it's a bit of a party trick that maybe only some people can do it, not everybody. And again, what I teach is that that's not true. Everybody can learn how to manifest. And in fact, manifesting is a very important part part of your spiritual process of waking up. And the reason for that is that what happens is you start to learn how to talk to the universe. And actually, it's great that we're, we're doing this call today. It's it's 1-7 today, 1st of July for us today, uh-huh. which is important energetically because it's all about us, 1, working with 7, which is a universal energy, to create 8, which is flow, I was about right? to say that then creates the 8, yes. It creates the 8, and mm-hmm. that's what's in the wish game. The wish game is all about 1, 7, and 8. That's mm-hmm. the, they're the main numbers in the game. It always comes back to 8s. And, and what I say to people with manifesting is you've just got to start to learn how to talk to the universe, to look at the signs that are being given to you, to not be scared of being able to have a two-way conversation. For a lot of people, it can sometimes feel a bit scary that, oh, wow, well, what if, if I give in to these sort of weird guides or angels or whatever it is that, oh, my gosh, they're going to take over my life and I'm going to have a terrible, terrible experience. The truth is the universe is the most loving, happy, supportive, positive energy you can ever have as as your friend. And so when you start to learn how to trust it and work with it really well, you start to see that they're talking to us every minute of every day. They're giving us messages and signs all the time. Mm -hmm. So what happens is once we start to learn how to do that and we start to tune into what I call Universe FM and we start to (laughs) fine-tune it, we start to say, okay, universe, talk to me. Show me what we're doing. And you start to have this two-way conversation back and forth, right? I talk to my guides all the time, right, mm-hmm. nonstop. So I, I call them the guides, but it can be the universe, spirit, source, whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It doesn't matter. It's what feels right for you. There's no right or wrong there. But most people talk about it with the universe. So if you start with that and you say to the universe, okay, universe, I need you to show me a sign. Do I make this decision or do I make this decision? And sure enough, the universe will give you something. And you'll think, oh, is that the sign or is that not? And the first few times that you do it, you sometimes go, oh, I second-guess myself again, right? And what I say to people is, that's fine, just ask for another sign. Ask them to turn up the volume. And so Mm -hmm. when you turn up the volume, what happens is you say to them, give me a lot more signs. Make it much more obvious for me to be able to see what's going on. Make it really clear what's the way for me to go and what's the way for me to not go. Yes, so I just do not mistake this. I want to know. Exactly. Is it a left or is it a right? Show I'm me. thinking you're saying this, but I'm just not sure. Can you hit me in the head with something? 
That's right, right? And so once we start, so this is what I call up warming, warming up in manifesting, right? So suddenly you start to get in the rhythm where you're working with this higher intelligence, and that's what the universe is, is an amazing intelligent field mm-hmm. that we just don't tap into enough. And, and that's what's fabulous once you start to learn how to use it in business. You tap into it and you start to get on fast track. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you start to learn how to have these conversations. You start to read the signs. You see where you should or shouldn't go. And very quickly you start to get out of your own way. You start to slipstream. You get out of the blocks. You stop putting things up in front of you. It's like if you think about a river. If you watch, you put something in a river and you let it float downstream, you watch the river will carve its way through the valley with the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And really listen to that, least resistance. Least yes. resistance means get all the blocks out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. And so what it shows you, it will show you the way to go go the easiest path, right? And so when we start to learn how to do that and to go with the flow, what you're doing is there might be a mountain in the way, but the river might have to go around the mountain. It's not trying to dominate and pull the mountain over. It's not trying to, it's not trying to work against it. It's going to say, okay, let me find an easier path. Let's go around that way. Right, And so that's what happens. We start to learn how to follow the science. So when we're wanting to manifest, what we do is we do the same thing. This is where the wish comes into practice. You make a wish. You look at the sign. The universe will show you, am I going left? Am I going right? What's the way to go? And you start to practice that. And very quickly, there's no barrier. And when there's no barrier, you're in the energy of the wish. So the heart's open because remember when you made your wish, it's come from the heart. That's present time. Mm -hmm. And listen to that. That's being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So the only things that slow us down from having a wish manifest is all the blocks we put in the way. The sooner we move the blocks out of the way, guess what? Universe from soul level pulls it straight down into the present. There's no blocking. And guess what? Bang things start to manifest Mm. and that's what you start to practice you start to practice how to let go of the blocks how to listen to the signs and go around the things that you can't change and very quickly you'll find clear path and that's how you get to manifest really easily and that's Mm. what the game teaches you it teaches you how to manifest really simply and and for those of you who have seen the game you know we've got the physical game which you play on silk but we've also got it on an app so um, which is fantastic. So you've got it on your mobile and um, your iPad. Yeah, great. Practice well, look, um, let's let's find out how they can get in touch with it now. And I do have one more question um, just sure. about blocks. But um, while we're talking about it, yeah, how can we find the game? <laughs> where do we where do we go? So the best way to get hold of the game is to jump on my website, which is the wish eight. That's the number eight dot com. Mm-hmm. And you jump straight on there and you'll be able to see that you can order a copy of the physical game. And on the front page as well, you can see that we've got the apps and you can go straight to the app store and look up the wish game. Mm, fantastic. The wish game. So let's talk about the blocks. When people are continually getting resistance to something or there's just some, I don't know, some type of hurdles they're continually jumping like it doesn't feel like it's in flow what would you suggest for them they need to do well again one of the things i'd say is i'd stop i'd I'd just stop and Mm -hmm. ask yourself why are you trying to push through what is coming up for you as a block what what is that about So, so if you take a moment you'll find that often the universe is trying to say hey go left it's a much easier path but we again are trying to make a decision from our mind where we think we know better, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we perceive we want it a certain way 
But if we're willing to be open, again, to the infinite intelligence that's there, there's many, many ways for this to take place, right? There's many ways for this to happen. Now, the first thing I say every time you get a block, the universe is saying to you, stop. Just stop. This ain't this ain't flow. Mm-hmm. So it either means you've got a limited thought, it means that you've got an old old way of being or behavior that is outdated and the universe is trying to say, hey, time to let that go and update it, press refresh and let's, let's have a whole new view of the world. Um, but it's really about stopping and going, well, what is that showing me? What's the sign? And again, look at it. Come back again to well, what am I trying to achieve? And if this block is there, look at it and say, well, what is this trying to tell me? Yeah. Instead, we tend to just close our eyes and bulldoze on and try to push through it, <laughs> right? How many mm-hmm. times do we do that? But if we actually stop again, come back and be present, go, okay, so show me another way. Mm. Show me another door. Show me another way that I could do this, right? And if you, as soon as you're open to that, all the possibilities that are not the block get presented to you. But if we just have such a, you know, a blinkered view of how we want it to be, right? It's always yeah. called a closed door. Mm-hmm. And so we want, especially with innovation in business, we've got to go, okay, I'm not meant to do that because it's there's meant to be easier ways or better ways or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you've got to do. Just be willing, be willing to go, there's mm-hmm. another way. So let's just say, um, just to finish off the call, because I know that you've got to go as well, there's um, two types of listeners that I normally have. There's one lady that is, she's in a growth stage. Her business is solid. She's ready to explode. Um, yes. And then your best tip for somebody that is in that startup stage where she's just trying to get the business to work, trying to get the money in, um, you know, probably freaking out a little bit. What have I done? I've left my full-time job. <laughs> so could you give your best two pieces of advice for either, um, for both those women? Sure. So let's start with the startup. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that's always important. I think the first thing to do is, first of all, just get really um, present with, again, that present keeps coming up, doesn't it? But get very Mm -hmm. present with what are the bite sizes that I can really do now. What happens is when we get these amazing ideas, we suddenly see the end result and we want to be there in one step. But you've really got to just break it up to lots of little steps and I always like to say it's like a bit of a cocktail party. Go around and t- taste lots of little things. Try to finish one or two little things really, really well. Mm-hmm. And just keep building on those one bit, one bit, one bit, one bit. And every time you complete one little section and you complete it, what happens energetically, if you complete something, in, in energy, in, in spiritual teachings of what I say anyway, nine yeah. is the number of energy, sorry, of completion, nine. Mm-hmm. And when you get to nine, the next number is 10. And 10 is what I call ripple. And ripple is you, one, expand out. Zero is the opportunity number. It's expansion number. So every time you complete something well, the natural energy flow next is ripple. So you get bigger. So keep practicing lots of completions. Do one small thing, but complete it and do it well. And I think acknowledge it as well. Exactly. Because sometimes they just don't acknowledge it. So it's like, I do the next thing, next thing. And then it's just... Yes, don't realize all the things it, that you've done so it's like celebrating that win as you go even if it's like tiny <laughs> that's right and that's completion that mm. celebration is a completion mm. that whole acknowledgement and celebration is a completion and if you complete something then what starts is a new phase 
That's the whole point. If you leave things open and they don't get completed, energetically you can't move to the next phase. Yes. So the first thing I'd say there would be really try to get little bite-sized pieces of things you can complete in your business and just do each of those. And what you'll notice is the energy when you complete and tick, complete, tick, complete, tick, you start to get on a roll again. You start to be in flow. Things start moving better. Mm. Otherwise, you're trying to do it all in one hit and it's too much. It's not how it's meant to be done. Um, all right. That's fantastic. What about um, the lady? She's built her business. She's she's now confident the money's coming in, but she knows she's ready to play big. Yep. So this is where I'd say really go all out and make a really, really big wish. So once we've gotten ourselves to that level, it's what I say, going out into an international space. It's like you fill the room where you are, now you want to go into such a big playing field, it's going to be a long time filling that up, right? So, mm. so really let go of any judgment. Let go of anything where you think it has to be politically correct or you think, how the hell am I going to do this, right? Let all that go. Just make the wish again from your heart. It's the same message. And really, really wish big. Wish for something that feels right for you to grow into as well. So, you know, when I made a big wish, you know, mine's about, you know, going international and and doing a lot of stuff with a lot of the leading spiritual teachers on the planet. You know, I made that wish early in my career and, you know, look what happened. It, it, It was, you know, such a short time to suddenly get to go to show presenter. You know, my next big wish has always been about meeting Oprah Winfrey and being um, one of her teachers on the OWN Network, and that's a really big wish for me. Um, and you know what? I just I just made it. And now, and once it's out there, I just trust every bit's going to come to me. It's just mm. going to happen. So be patient with that. Make a really big wish and just know it's going to happen. Yeah, and I love that word, grow into it, because my wish at the moment, it's, it is big and it's something scammy about it but it's it's like you were saying before i feel like it's a calling more than anything um and it's it's a scary calling but i just feel like it's it's that's it there's no plan b it's just it um so i like the words grow into it because that gives me okay great (laughs) i don't need to have all the tools yet i'm growing into it yeah that's right and the other thing i always say to to any of my clients is remember you're falling up (laughs) i love it that's awesome and the reason it feels weird and scary is because you've never done that before oh i love that i i feel the the weight in the chest like the gulp when you say falling up is like look here we go that's it right (laughs) yeah you're just about to you know Oh, I love it. Um, Oh, Louise, thank you so much for sharing your time today and your wisdom. Um, And just to recap um, where everyone can contact you and get in touch with um, The Wish Game, it's thewishthenumber8.com. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, great. And you can also find me on Facebook under louise.laffey.8. That's my Facebook profile. So come and see me either on Facebook or catch us on the yeah. website and you can always go into uh my facebook the business page annette lakovich and um go to my likes because i don't have many likes there but louise is one of them so um if you can't find her for whatever reason she has got twenty three thousand people following her so i'm sure you will find her um you can find her through that way as well thank you so much for giving your time today louise and um it's just been so great to get in touch with you again <laughs> Yeah, it's so lovely to connect and uh, we might have to have a bit of a wish event for 
all the listeners that oh sounds- gosh we've got something coming up so i think it will be great to discuss what we can do you're listening to cash flow candy if there was a message or an insight that you heard today that really created a positive effect or impact please share it in the comments below otherwise if there's a powerful message that you know that a friend of yours needs to hear let's keep sharing the love and let's keep making candy for your business